afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode eight of What's the Tea, Maggie G. My name is Maggie G, your female empowerment coach, and I am here with a very, very special guest. Katie Thistleton from BBC Radio 1 is on What's the Tea, Maggie G? What is my life? Yay! I'm so excited to be here! I actually... Cannot believe you're here. Thank you so much for coming and making yourself available for this. Um, of course. But we've been on a little bit of a journey ever since I come on your podcast and then I come on your radio show and now you're on mine. I know, I love it. And we did an Instagram live together as well for Psychologies Magazine. So yeah, I love it. We're soulmates now, we've realised. We are and, actually uh, soulmates. I enjoy that we're that we're doing this and you know what just why would I not want to have like a chat with you for an hour whether it's recorded or not like we just have great chats don't we and we knew that straight away as soon as we got you on our podcast I was like <laughs> this girl is great and I need more chat with her <laughs> I feel I fully feel like do you know what even an hour is not enough we need like a night out some drinks oh, we so do um tapas bits just it all but Coming off the back of your psychologies, our psychologies live is actually why we're here. You've mm-hmm. started writing a column for Psychologies magazine, and this month it was on the relationship with our bodies, which is what we're going to talk about today. So tell me, what is your current relationship with your body? I'm probably in the best place with my body um, that I've ever been, but I'm definitely not fully there. Um, I still think about it every day, most days, you know, it's hard not to, isn't it? Because we eat every day. And if you've grown up and, you know, grown up in a society that makes you worry about everything you eat, every time you eat, you are reminded of your body Mm. and whether what you've just put in it is, is good for it or not. Um, so it's, it's something I think about all the time, but I've, I've been on a a journey with it because I mean, I, I was always you know, slim and sort of in what the BMI would say is the healthy weight range and sort of growing up and in my 20s. Always loved food as much as everyone, you know, always loved to take away, always would sit and sort of binge, binge family size bars of chocolate. (laughs) But I think maybe just a youthful metabolism and um, active life, you know, when you're at uni, sort of running around campus and I was doing retail jobs where you're on your feet all day. I think that probably just maybe stopped me from putting on any weight. And then I went through a few years ago, I went through a big breakup. I'd been with someone for about nine years and, and I ended that relationship. Went pretty much straight into a new one. Um, and also for a few years, I'd been on CBBC presenting on telly for a few years by that point. And that had been a really stressful time. It had been a great time for lots of reasons, but also really stressful. And it had, uh, just so much had been going on and it all just erupted like a volcano mm. all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, and all my anxiety kind of erupted and, and turned into a, a sort of depressive episode. And I was quite depressed for, for quite a while. I ended up going on antidepressants and having lots of counselling. And I didn't realise at the time my eating habits changed. Um, but they obviously did, because from that period onwards, I started to put on weight. And I'm now sort of about three and a half stone bigger than I was then. Um, and you know all the, everything that comes with that. You know stretch marks, not fitting in your clothes. Yeah, people would yeah. people would um, tweet me and ask if I'm pregnant when I was on CBBC. <laughs> no, I know. And then like I, you know everyone Google's themselves. Let's be honest. I Google myself one day, and you know, and it comes up with the suggested searches. And I put Katie Thistleton weight gain was a search, and 
you know, all that kind of that comes oh. with it. My mom and family and stuff, some of my family members telling me that I've put on weight and they're worried about me and all that kind of stuff that comes with it. So, and over the past few years, that's been, that's been the situation. And mm. I guess I've kind of flip-flopped between I'm fine as I am. I'm happy as I am. You know, I follow great body positivity activists online and, you know, you're beautiful or whatever your size to, oh my God, I'm hideous. I hate myself. I'm unhealthy. My BMI is in the obese spectrum. You know, I've flip-flopped all the time between being okay with it and being not okay with it. Um, and I've got like a friend who's a personal trainer and generally, of course, all my friends are just diet obsessed as unfortunately women are, you know, brought up to be. <laughs> so yeah, for, forever people would be like, try keto, put butter in your coffee, no, drink coffee no. for starters. I don't, I don't even like coffee, never mind with butter in it. Um, you know, go on, <laughs> go on this diet, go on that, try Slimming World. You know, my sister and my mum love swimming, Slimming World, try that. My personal trainer friend would send me like exercise things. And whenever I would try something like that, I would just clam up and it would make me even worse, to be honest. It would make me binge more. It has so the opposite this, effect, doesn't it? Exactly. You just, restricting yourself in any way just makes you want to do whatever you're restricting yourself from more. It really does. Any sort of rules around eating for me do not work. Um, so this year I was really fed up with it. We were in lockdown. I always blamed my binge eating on being away from home a lot, staying in hotels and the only option being a takeaway, you know, <laughs> well, let's be honest, it isn't. I, I mostly I stay away in London where you can get a vegan salad delivered to your door just as easily <laughs> as you can get a McDonald's. But wow. I blamed, you know, I blamed uh, working away all the time and my stressful mm. life. And all of a sudden I was at home all the time. I could cook and eat whatever I wanted and I still would binge. So I said to myself, right, see a counsellor about this because I knew it was in my head um, it wasn't you know people think it's a lack of discipline it's not a lack of discipline it's always emotional so 100%. I started seeing a counsellor um, and she just made me first of all recognize which behaviors were sort of binge behaviors why I did it and it's just been life-changing um, and I still binge I mean last week I stayed in London for a few days and I had Nando's three times in a row <laughs> I had it for dinner I mean, when I first I was... got down there I had it for lunch the next day and then I had it for <laughs> dinner again and I had like the large chips and the calories were on the box and it, they were like 1,350 I mean Katie out of all the takeaways you could have had Nando's I mean isn't that bad People always say that, but then I do have large chips and a cheesecake whenever I go there. I don't have like a nice little salad or a cheesecake. Oh my god, it's sensational! Like I went through a bad sort of phase with that, where I would go to Nando's, get one to eat in, and then get another to take out. Like it is great. (laughs) The caramel cheesecake, honestly, it will change your life. I've I've never had dessert at Nando's. No, well, I always thought their desserts were a bit naff, but that cheesecake is brilliant. Okay, I'll Um, note that. So yeah, I still, I, I, you know, I still binge and, you know, I've not like lost loads of weight, but what's fantastic is that something has shifted in my head where that's not mm. necessarily the aim anymore. Um, and, and I've just got a different mindset now. I feel like if I eat in a way that makes me happy and I exercise in a way that makes me happy, 
I take the eating out, the, the weight out of the equation. So for yeah. me, I'm like, for me, I've I found that the answer is find a lifestyle that makes you happy. So being on keto or calorie counting every day or being on swimming would make me miserable. Um, mm-hmm. Binging every day would also make me miserable. So I've found a, 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 a sort of, I've got in my head this idea of the lifestyle that works for me. And it's a certain, you know, certain amount of food for each meal. And it's a certain amount of exercise each week. And I'm trying to tell myself, if you're doing that and you're feeling good about it, then don't worry about the scales and don't worry about what size clothes you're wearing. And that's, that, that's where I'm at now. And I've never been anywhere like that ever in my life. It's always been about you've got to fit in the size 10 or the size 12, or you've got to yeah. be on the, on the healthy side of the BMI, or you've got to be, you know, you've got to look good. You've got to look like someone on Instagram. Yeah, and, and of for, course. For, 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 once, for once, I'm in a different place with that. That's amazing to hear the journey that you've you've been on because none of this, I think the biggest thing to say is that nothing happens overnight. Like it's all so difficult and it is little things, little and often like little journeys, little steps to get you to, to the bigger goals. And I think both of us like speaking as women and our diets, our bodies are constantly in the media. Do you know there's no laws on men's bodies, but there are several on women's bodies and what we cannot can and cannot do with them. Um, and insane. to me, that just says it all, really. Um, and I feel like, you know, all the way back in times when we were on the Wii Fit, for example, that <laughs> game, and it was telling me that I was obese at the age of 12. And oh. it was all... it's just everything is sort of ingrained in your brain from such a young age and you know we've both been growing up whilst this body positivity movement is happening and like you say like I've done Slimming World five times or I think I've got five or six times I've tried and failed lost a bit of weight and then gone back to my usual thing and then put even more on by the time I've gone back the next time to try and you can um episode one of my episodes on on my podcast is is all about slimming clubs and and the awful cycle that they put you in so if you need more information on that mm. our listeners can listen but I think it's just crazy like as as you said we become obsessed with a number and we're worth so much more than that we are mm-hmm. worth more than that number on the scales, like whether it be big or small. And do you know what? It doesn't, it honestly doesn't matter whether you're on the slimmer side or on the bigger side. Everyone is obsessed with what mm-hmm. that number says. Oh, totally. And I used to be like that. I'm not like that anymore. Thank the Lord. As you said, I received therapy because too often than not people turn around to me and it happened to me a couple of weeks ago my father turned around to me and was like you just need to eat less move more I was like "Ah, I'm sorry no that's not (laughs) that's not how it works I mean that really annoys me because like we know the science is calories in calories out and then you get all these people on Instagram being like it's easy like all these aggressive personal trainers and it's like no no eating is emotional like we have and you know our relationship with food is we're not robots we don't put stuff in our body we don't put food in our body in that way like look at how we eat it's a social thing it's a reward from a young age we're taught birthday cake on birthdays have a takeaway at the oh yes 
that is not how we have been brought up to eat calories in calories no. out. So it's not that it's, simple. It's not even that we have to eat i don't need Mm. to drink vodka every day i don't need to inject any particular class a drugs into my body Mm -hmm. every day but if i don't eat i will die so i have to eat which is why an eating addiction is is so you know you can't just cut it out you can't go cold turkey on food exactly i've i recently was having a discussion about this with with a friend and you can't you can't just stop eating. Like, that's not how it works. You have to figure out ways to to control such a food addiction. I, I'm not as addicted to food now as I used to be. I used to be, when I lived alone, um, incredibly bad. But what I've noticed from when I've lived alone to where my current living situation is now I'm in a safe space surrounded by people. I used to live in uni with different people who I may or may not have got on with for legal reasons, we'll leave it like Mm. that. But um, (laughs) I now live, I now live at home with my family where I know food is going to be provided. So I don't need to panic. It's a safe space where I'm not anxious. I have my room, although you have your room in uni, there's people surrounding you constantly. Those 11 weeks in isolation when everyone was like I lived in a six bedroom house and everyone went we're gonna go home to our families for this corona thing and I was like I'm just gonna stay right where I am I'm not moving I had 11 weeks to myself and you know it was it was tough but it was tough because I had to finish a degree if I didn't have to finish a degree I would have had a great time (laughs) but I just felt my anxieties leave and this is Mm. the thing we're we're programmed in such ways that it's not as simple as eating less and moving more for me I've literally had to pay someone to rewire my brain and my way of thinking and go through therapy to to reach a point where I can actually grasp an understanding on it all yeah and I I wish that everyone would spend you know the money that they spend on slimming clubs and slimming magazines and fitness apps on a counsellor because it is you know it took me till 31 to gain this new perspective and I've always seen people have this perspective as well sort of you know let's be honest most people don't most women in particular like you say have an unhealthy relationship with their bodies I think Mm -hmm. but you know I, I do look at body positivity activists online and they're saying all this and they're saying you know diets don't work and and I never really understood it to be honest I was always a bit like well I don't understand how do you get happy with your body without diets and and now I I get it and it's only the counseling that's helped me with that I also wish that we had more tv programs that weren't about diets but were about the psychological side and the the, our relationship with food because it drives me mad how there's always a new tv show like this year there were a couple that was so controversial there was the um calorie counting restaurant thing where you had to burn off your calories next door in a gym after the restaurant that got a lot of uh, stick as you can imagine no. and then there was the michael mosley um lockdown diet thing that was an 800 was that that calorie? 800 calories a day yeah. what am i i know one of the girls who was on that oh, wow. and i was like no i no, love no, that no. woman she's amazing but i was like mm, no 800 calories a day is a starvation diet starvation 
Like that. And like, that's that's not even child. up for debate. I'm not even debating that with anyone. If you oh, disagree, it's not up for debate. You can argue with yourselves, but it is a starvation diet. It is, and it, yeah, that that was just ridiculous. So and of course you're going to lose a stone. Of course you're bloody. You're not I don't eat anything. <laughs> if like, and that is so not sustainable. So it's just, there's no way that anyone can continue on 800 calories a day you know there's Absolutely just no way not. and and so what's that what that's teaching your brain and then you're just going to feel like a failure when you start eating normally again and put a bit of that weight on it's just terrible it's interesting what you say about the people that you were with in your halls i didn't live away at uni and i think i would have had a similar experience well i don't know because i don't know who i would have lived with but i think i would have found it quite anxiety inducing being in halls with loads of people that i didn't know in my, and in my first year it was six of us two of us didn't get on really with the rest of them. Um, mm. And the kitchen was never clean. So oh, the only God. time it was clean was when I cleaned it. So that became a difficult situation because you didn't want to cook. Yeah, You didn't want to do it there. Um, in second year, it was a bit better. I was in a more peaceful scenario, so we were cooking. But, you know, it'd be one of those days where we had a heavy night the night before, and it'd be like... Wagamamas, like living in the city center of course of, of Wales in the capital city, you have apps. There's absolutely nothing that you can't order. <laughs> it so, is so true. Yeah, with a student loan, that's obviously what you're gonna do. You're gonna be like, yes, living the dream. All this different food, um, and then obviously in third year, I struggled no end. So it, I just mm. I didn't enjoy going downstairs to the kitchen, um. So it is very such like different situations bring you different things, which is why I think I'm so much better now with with the food side of things. But all the things on TV, like you just said, we need more body positive programs. Let's not forget um, Secret Eaters, the uh, Anna's Big Fat Diet Show, uh, Super Size versus Super Skinny. Um, my brother used to say to me, oh, whenever I feel fat, I watch Super Size versus Super Skinny so I can feel better about myself. And you're just like... Now, I used to love that in... show. Me too, actually. I did yeah, I used show. to love it. Like, I used to... Yeah, and I only sort of realised how, you know, these things don't age well, do they? You look back on TV shows, you think, what? We used to do what? Um, I used to love it. And then I, I made a documentary about anorexia and I went to an eating disorder clinic, spent a couple of days with some girls who had anorexia nervosa. And they were telling me about, you know, with, with the TV, they agree on which shows are triggering and they, they're not allowed to watch those shows and they, you know, they mm. turn it over. And that was one of the programs that they used to watch sort of for tips on how to be skinny. And um, it was only then that I thought, wow, I'd never really thought about how problematic that show is before. But then I thought about it and I was like, that was wild. They took two people and put them on the most opposite extreme diets and shamed them for everything they ate down that I shoot. Know. I was literally, oh, the shoot. I can see it now. I can see it. <laughs> I can see the shoot. What a waste of food, to... if nothing else. All I know. And they used to be like, shoot. well, Brian's eaten six sausages, four slices of toast, two cans of beans and some tomatoes. And... Jill over here is eating four cornflakes for her yeah. breakfast. And you're just like, what also, the it, it didn't teach either of them a healthy way to eat. Because no. neither of them were healthy. Like the, the skinny person didn't eat healthily. They always ate like 
three Milky Ways for breakfast or whatever. Like, exactly. So, so actually they put them both on opposite ends of the spectrum, which was so difficult for them, of course, and wasn't a healthy way of eating anyway. And yet again, like all these shows, didn't get to the psychology of why they have a bad relationship with food. And that is ultimately it. If we actually talked about how we learn to eat, how trauma affects what we eat, how depression and anxiety does. And, you know, I, I have shouted this at commissioners, like we need a show about that. And yeah, I-, I Put can get me see in the mix. I will host <laughs> that show. You I and me together, taking on the world. Um, it would be so good. And honestly, there's so many people who would, who would love that show and praise it and be on it and like you say and watch it and love it not everyone does want to watch these 800 calorie michael mosley shows no and i wrote do you know what i remember twitter i love it i love twitter it's i mean it's been very it's a very exciting app but whenever anything kicks off it's the place to go and i oh, read yeah. i remember reading twitter the next day and everyone was fuming about yeah. the show absolutely fuming and i'm not bloody surprised you can't mm -hmm. there's nothing out there currently that's like let's fix your brains and then focus on the rest of it because at the end of the day i i do things i enjoy i eat what i enjoy i don't lead a particularly unhealthy lifestyle anymore um i I'm, I'm in control. I can say that out loud and mm -hmm. it'd be fine. And I also exercise. I go to the gym to exercise because I enjoy pushing and pulling things. I don't like running because I've got two stone of weight of tits on my chest. So there's just no point in trying to go for a jog <laughs> down the street without giving myself a black eye. So it's just like, it's just finding the, the absolute like balance. And it is. I, like you just said, if people actually you know, took the money they spent on going to slimming clubs and diet apps and using this, that and the other and spent it on even a monthly therapy session within a year, yeah. you all have made huge, huge progress. I didn't even go um, once a week because it wasn't financially viable for me. I went yeah. once every two weeks and the work we did in what is relatively a short space of time, we sort of like went in hard from November to May this year and it was just it's ch it changed it's changed my life it changed my perspective on everything because mm -hmm. I feel like as I think weight gain happens for many different reasons some it's mental health depression anxieties can lead to eating some can be as simple as birth control i met someone the other day she was like i started putting on weight because i got the coil and it's finding out sort of the reasoning behind it but then learning to love yourself and undoing all the hate because we are taught to hate ourselves we yeah. are not taught to love ourselves out there we are taught you're too fat, you're too thin, you've got too many stretch marks, you've got this, you've got that, cellulite. Cellulite was invented <laughs> in the 50s as a bad thing. It was, yeah. I swear to God, I read something once and I was like, what, why is cellulite? Yeah, I've heard thing? that as well. It was because, because, because it was an industry that wanted to sell creams, yeah, for it. This is the thing, the, we will never be... we will never be taught to be at peace with our bodies, I don't think, not in the next 10 years. Um, I mean, I'm going to try my best and I know you're going to try your best to make that mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm. But I don't think 
it'll happen anytime soon because the diet industry is a billion dollar industry people would not earn money from selling fitness dvds let's not forget zumba i used to do Mm. insanity that was a joke an absolute joke i would never (laughs) too much jumping in insanity i did one insanity class that was then that was like when i was quite fit that was hard work there's too much jumping i really liked how you said you enjoy pushing and pulling things because that to me that's the enjoyment of the exercise like I, yes. isn't it and i that's the enjoyment of your body moving and that's not like i feel like i need to punish myself because then i feel like i'm thinner and um, it's yeah. like what do you enjoy and like for example i've got into power walking or jogging a bit because i've rekindled my love of nature in lockdown like and being out of the house because i need yes. to get out of the house and and also i i'm the same as you like i crave the feeling of like i can't do a pull-up but i'd love to be able to do a pull-up like i think anything like that makes you feel strong like climbing for example i like going climbing as well for that same reason because you feel strong so i like how you said like the pushing and pulling that's the t that is the t i'm not doing pushing and pulling and going to the gym to feel thinner i'm going to feel stronger and i'm going to feel stronger because if i am stronger i can protect myself even Mm -hmm. more at the moment i see my fat as a bit of a physical layer of protection i went through a really difficult time when i was younger with a very weird stepbrother at the age of 10 so i'm not i i personally feel my weight gain has Mm. stemmed because as soon as we left that house that's when everything started and throughout my life there's been a few more incidents with men grabbing me when they shouldn't or or Mm. doing whatever um and that's why I feel that my my actual fat is a physical layer of protection so instead of going oh I'm gonna go to the gym to get skinnier I'm go I go to the gym to get stronger so that if it comes to another point where unfortunately an incident happens like we pray that it doesn't but men are trash um so <laughs> i'm i'm able to to protect myself from being being hurt by them which would just put yeah. me into a different spiral i, I think there's hear... just something quite animalistic about it as well like i think we feel like you know it's in us to want to like yeah run lift things pick things up climb things mm, you know that's yeah i think you feel you feel like that is your core self and what you should be doing yeah, I, I read somewhere as well that if you, you know, the hip abductors where you're like squeeze. Oh, uh, yeah. I read somewhere that if you can squeeze 75 kilos that you can crush a watermelon in between your thighs. <laughs> and that is my current goal to live. <laughs> that means you can also crush a man if you needed to, I reckon. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Someone commented that I hate sometimes I hate my brain someone commented on my Instagram the other day and they were like name one benefit of being obese and I was like oh I'll delete your comment I don't want to see it but I should have been like so I can sit and crush men like you because honest (laughs) to god you don't deserve you deserve to be crushed and if you're going to be crushed by anything it should be my thighs Yes, it should. I think so. All that work in the gym with the hip abductors. That's what I'm aiming for. I'm literally (laughs) going to continue to do so until I am able to crush a watermelon between my legs. 
I think as well, Meg, like the, I think, you know, you say that having extra weight on you makes you feel protected. I think food as well is like that. I, I, I sometimes compare it to like, you know, hoarders, like people who hoard things. Mm. Um, my nan was quite bad for that. And she once described it as, she said that she'd read somewhere that it was physical noise. So if you're lonely, you know, you Ooh. might have the radio on. And also having a lot of stuff around you. It's like comfort. It's like, do you know what I mean? Like you're not in a big yeah. empty space. And sometimes I think with food, that's what it is for me as well. It is, it is that comfort. It's, and it was weird when I went to that it's eating like disorder a clinic. It's like a hug. It is like a hug. Yeah. When I went to that eating disorder clinic, I had the weirdest epiphany there. In fact, that was when I first realized that I had binge eating disorder because I'd kind of, you know, just thought, oh, I don't have an eating disorder. I work with people with eating disorders all the time and interview them. Like, I'm perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, it, you know, uh, but then actually I realized that some of my behaviors were unhealthy. Um, when the girls were describing the reason they deprived themselves of food and the reason that they punished themselves and the reason they overexercised, it was for the same reasons that I overate. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and it was just this weird moment of me thinking, oh my God, we're the same. But you can't imagine, you know, stuff in your face and I can't imagine starving myself but we're doing it for the same reason the same thought processes the same feeling of control the same feeling of self-punishment because you're not happy with yourself yeah you've segued into exactly what I was about to say there's a scale there's a I was the same I never realized until I had a binge eating disorder until my doctor um, until my friend actually in uni Courtney I love her to pieces she's still one of my best friends turned around to me and was like that's not normal and mm. I was like oh really <laughs> I never knew and then went to the doctor and luckily my doctor's a really good friend of the family so oh, she's nice. known me for 10 years so I go to her for the serious things because she's the only one that can look at me and go I know your core whereas when I went to a doctor when I was like 11 being like mm. I I put on, I need to lose weight they were like cut out carbs eat protein and you'll be fine mm. and I was like I'm 11 like <laughs> I'm 11 don't send me to Weight Watchers literally um but my doctor was like you do you have a subclinical eating disorder I was like wait what there's more than one and she was just like yeah there's a scale and I was literally Mm. talking to someone about it the other day and the scale of it is anorexic people are afraid to lose control and people who binge Mm. punish themselves for losing control hence why people who are bulimic like make themselves sick afterwards I see that as a punishment for for losing control and then the anorexic people obviously are too afraid to lose control like it's all it's so similar just completely obviously different ways of of dealing with it and it's so true we I feel like exercise has such a quite negative connotation around it sometimes I feel like people always go um oh I ate a pizza last night like I'm gonna have to go to the gym tomorrow like exercise should be a celebration of what your body can do not for a punishment of what you've eaten and a lot of people still don't realize that and I think especially if you're exercising you need you look at food as fuel if you're not putting fuel in the car the car's not going to go if you're not putting fuel in your body then you're not going to perform as well as you want to and it all has this sort of value to it and it's, it's just to be honest like we've just been so i can't think of any other word from it other than fucked up like 
we're so mm. fucked up because we're just taught all these things and then we get to the ages we are now i'm 23 you're 31 where you have to literally unwire your brain because yeah. we've been taught something completely different it's so true. I mean, like you say, going to the doctors at 11 years old and being told, or getting on the Wii at 11 years old and being told you're obese is what we should be doing is is looking after our emotions, looking after our children's emotions from early on. And so that, you know, all of their behaviours and their decisions are coming from a positive place and not a negative place rather than exactly. saying, oh my God, you're fat now, you must punish yourself. And you, no wonder, you know, most of those kids will probably, will grow up with an eating disorder of some sort probably because they've been told at 11 that they need to cut something out or whatever. And I, I think, really you know, don't understand BMIs either sorry I just mm. don't and whoever invented that and told me at five foot two I need to be like eight and a half stone was smoking oh my god my mum the other day was like yeah so for my BMI I should be like eight stone I was like mum I was like between eight and eleven or something and I was like mum if you were eight stone like you would look like you were on death's door she's Literally. like five foot seven like she's nearly seventy and she agrees you know she's i'm like you do not need to be that size at, at 70 all. years old you should not oh, be worried God, about your weight stone. no i know and you definitely should not you've be lived your life by then big. and live it a little bit more <laughs> like... i agree i agree <laughs> i know that's sad actually my mum's still bloody worrying about it but it's like, like we never escape it do we no, it's like my mum, my mum's 50. And if you've seen my mum, she is one of the fittest women on this planet. I can vouch for that. I'll literally send you a picture after this. Everyone is like, that's a <laughs> mum. And I'm like, yeah, I know, she's fit. But it's like a year ago or so, she was standing at my door and she was like, oh, I don't like my tummy. And I was like, you're nearly 50 years old, hun. Like, what are you going to do about it now? Like, like, why don't you live? First of all, I was quite offended actually because I was like, that was my first home, so that's a bit offensive. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah you've I had mean, children and you're 50, so <laughs> I enjoyed my time there. I think probably enjoyed my definitely enjoy, enjoyed my time more in there than I have out here. But um, nine months in the womb, 23 years out of it. <laughs> it's just like you know there's a theory in like psychology and philosophy i don't know it fully but that we're like basically always trying to get back to the happiness we had in the womb like we've never been that happy that's an actual theory i haven't (laughs) you know what i used to like lay on my mum's lap by like my head by her stomach i haven't done that in a while i need to book but i was literally like why 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 are you mad why are you mad like especially for the mums out there, I feel like people don't, like I have not been blessed enough to have kids yet, but I'm 23, they can stay away for a little bit longer. But um, <laughs> literally people, all, all I hear from mums is, oh, I need to lose the baby weight. Hold the fucking phone. You have just birthed a life. Yep. The baby weight can wait. It doesn't matter. Someone said, someone put it on their Instagram story the other day, bless her. And I was straight on it. I was like, here I am to help. And she was like, I was hoping you'd pop up. I was like, then fucking ask. I'm just a message away. You, I never get angry. <laughs> I swear to I God, if anyone angry. comments, if I have a baby and if anyone comments about baby weight afterwards, I will. I'm just going to tell them to piss off. Kick them. I I'm will gonna... squash them between my thighs like a watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what we need to do. Squash the people. Um, I was going to squirt breast milk right in their faces. I literally hold my baby. I'll be like, 
let me just let my baby throw up on you for a second because um honestly literally it's it's absolutely mental our relationships with our bodies i think i genuinely do think it's because we're told constantly you're not allowed to love yourself because there is nothing more powerful than a woman who knows her worth and loves herself Mm. and people are afraid of that because i'm 90 percent sure women should rightly be the rulers of the world but here we are being oppressed by men not all men i must say there are good men out there i love men like what's my share <laughs> thing she's like um oh i don't need dessert but why wouldn't i want dessert and that's literally how i feel about men um i don't love it them, but why wouldn't Was i want share who men? also said mom i am a rich man yes i am right. a rich man um Great quote. she's Queen, queen, but I think what we need to do moving forward is it's just it, as I said before, it doesn't happen overnight. And my journey to self love mainly has happened in the last sort of two years. And it it, it took oh my gosh, uh, I am my brain, I don't know what to do with it sometimes. It starts with the man in the mirror and (laughs) <laughs> not to be a bit of Michael Jackson but it does start with you <laughs> you need to just look at yourself <laughs> I am starting I'm starting with the Meg in the mirror um, the Meg in the mirror the Meg in the it. mirror you start with the Katie in the mirror and honestly you just have to look at yourself and instead of waking up and going I hate my legs I hate my stomach I hate my boobs or whatever you just need to be like do you know what it's not actually that bad and my sort of theory of it was I started thanking my body because we take it for granted we take our bodies for granted I wake up every day I can breathe I eat something I know is going to digest I if I want to go downstairs I can walk down there we are we take Mm. such simple things for granted and just every day instead of being like Tummy, I don't like you you're fat you're bloated you're this that the other I'd be like actually Thank you, Timmy, for digesting my favourite food. Thank you for being soft. My dog, he likes lying on my tummy. And <laughs> it's a comfy place. I don't blame him. Like, everyone lies on me at some point and goes, oh, you're so comfy. I know, I am <laughs> Especially comfy. in that teddy bear hoodie you're wearing right in now. In a teddy bear hoodie that I'm that wearing from Shein Curve. You can use Maggie 15 for 15% off. Oi, oi. Um, i check that out. But- you literally will. I will send you the link. I need after one. This. I really need one. You're, <laughs> you you're so right. You know, do. when you were on our Radio One show recently, we talked about body positivity and we got loads of texts in. And one woman texted in to say that um, something she started doing was like getting ready naked, sitting in front of the mirror while she did like a hair and her makeup because then she just got used to what her body looked like naked. Um, and then she wasn't like scared of it. And it's so true that I'm almost like scared of my stomach in the mirror. But actually, if you just stood in the mirror and were like, oh, that's what it looks like. It's squishy. That's what it looks like when I sit down. Like you wouldn't be scared of it. And it's because the bodies we do see oh are quite God. perfect. And, it's so just... tr- and I thought that's so true. If we all walked around naked, we'd feel a lot better about bodies, I think. I am always, na- you're lucky I'm in clothes. I'm always naked. <laughs> I'm constantly naked. As soon as I get in the door, naked. Sleep naked. naked. So the first Mm. thing I see when I wake up in the morning is my naked body. So maybe we just need to be naked more. 
I think we do. Do you know what I always say to people as well? Great place for body positivity to make you feel better about your body. Water parks, right? If you go on holiday and you go to a water park, you see everyone's bodies in their all in their glory in their costumes in their bikinis in their shorts going up those stairs to climb up you know climbing up yeah. the stairs to the water ride and you look around a water park and you don't see any of these instagram perfect bodies you see such a diverse mix and you see cellulite and you see stretch marks and you see rolls and you see it all and every time i've been to a water park i've thought oh actually everyone doesn't look like an instagram model like we're all there's there's a lot going on for everyone under their clothes I think, yeah i'm I mean, we're born naked. We're not born mm. with a teddy bear hoodie on or pajamas. <laughs> like, we are. I just think you've literally just. I've actually baffled at what you just said because you've literally just sparked the fact in my head that for the You're last three, naked. three years, I'm I'm always naked. The only time I'm clothed is if I'm with people. Well, I think that's I just, a good thing. I think the fact I mean, that yeah, we're scared yeah, to be I naked, would, it's probably because we're scared of our own bodies and we shouldn't be. I would have to be clothed around people, otherwise I'd probably well, be put in yeah. jail. Can't There's go do my... Against, you know. Yeah, I can't do my Asda shop. Like, that would be a bit no. awkward. Um, at home. But, but literally, yeah, I'm, I'm always naked and I'm looking around. I always have a mirror in my room, especially at mm. home. I've got mirrored wardrobe. So I, I just constantly... I constantly see myself naked. So maybe what we need to do is just be naked more because so. I've, that's when I sort of see my body from all different angles. Like it doesn't, mm-hmm. I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered by my body anymore. I'm, I literally look at it and I don't see stretch marks. I don't see cellulite. I don't see fat. I don't see rolls. I literally just see a, body a normal functioning body and I think my goal in this life is to help every single person out there just feel the same because what a happier life I am leading Mm. now that I don't have to hide and cover up I would never be able to do what I do if I was in the same place I was three years ago because I feel like my purpose on this earth is to help as many people as possible love the skin they're in and feel mm-hmm. powerful and just just do what the fuck they want to do and now i'm thinking that my next message should be just spend more time being naked i think that might be the next step for me more more nudity more naked for katie this <laughs> more nakedness yeah i think i need though. to be naked more i can't I am genuinely baffled. I'm not speechless that often, as you can probably tell. <laughs> but, like, I am That's genuinely epiphany, baffled because I always, I always, without fail, take nudes. At least once a week, I take nudes. Not even for anyone. I mean, no, sometimes. No. I mean, they are sometimes. Sometimes they're for some people. <laughs> I mean, you cheeky little face. <laughs> when you said that, you're like, they're not even for. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, sometimes. I do have someone that I fancy very much that gets something now and then. <laughs> Um, Love it. I hope he's. I actually hope he's listening. Um, he knows who he is. If he is, but I don't think he does listen to these podcasts. <laughs> He'll be very excited either. by the revelation that you're always naked. I know. I'm. Oh, I am always naked. Um, but literally, I I say this with my chest and my whole heart. If you're not taking nudes, why? Because. I've truly learned to love every single bit of my body by taking nudes. Obviously, if you're, mm. I mean, this podcast is not aimed at people under the age of 16, yeah. possibly not under the age of 18. If you're and 14 years old and listening to this, skip about five minutes forward because 
don't do the news. And, and also, but, of course, be careful about who you send them to. Like, maybe do them just for yourself. You don't, I don't even send some to people. I'm just like, mm. damn, you look good. Like, keep that And that's there. great because actually, Meg, the only experience I've had of doing that is taking progress pics, which I don't do anymore. <laughs> but, you know, have done before where you stand looking miserable in the mirror with your stomach out in the hope that in a few months time I'll have one of me with a six pack and I can be like, oh my God, look. Um, it my never progress pictures <laughs> My progress pictures are just of me getting fatter and um, that is totally okay. But it's not about that. I feel, I've said this somewhere before, I think it was in an interview, but taking nudes and appreciating your body, it helps you appreciate your body for one. And I feel so empowered after it. I know girls who are absolutely drop dead fucking gorgeous that won't take off their top when having mm-hmm. sex with their boyfriends if, mm. if anyone's gonna love you it's gonna be your boyfriend like let's be real but you have to create that relationship with yourself so take nudes for yourself just for mm-hmm. you so you can look at the girl you can look at the girl in the mirror but you can look at the girl on the photo and be like damn she's mm-hmm. fit and that is the key. I think we've come up with a huge revelation here. I've just had an epiphany. <laughs> the fact that I've been naked for the past three years and just take nudes twenty four seven. Actually, it's a lie. It's more like maybe five days. No, maybe five days a week. Like not not many times. But I'm I genuinely am always naked, and that is now a reason I think how because I've spent time with myself naked. I know what I look like from every angle. I simply don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, I love that. You know, there is a naked podcast um, on Five Live where the two two of the hosts do the podcast naked and talk about bodies. Oh my Christ! I need to and their guests to have to be podcast. naked too. Wow, maybe that's my next step. Maybe I'll maybe drop them a line and be like, "Can I'm we assume all be it's naked not too together? bad. Like, we could all be naked from the bottom half at the moment. To be fair, we? All the time. I've not had pants on for all year." <laughs> I've not worn underwear for a whole time. Oh my time. god, um, I haven't worn knickers and bras much in this entire time. All, all this bras. year, my, my knickers and bras are like, what's going on? Like, I've Literally, someone said, free the titties, protect the city. And that is what <laughs> I have taken with me. Oh, it um, takes a lot for me to put a bra on and even knickers these days as well. Like, Literally, yeah. I mean, I've just come back off a very special holiday trip um, and I took a solid... 20 kilos of clothes with me and sorted them into piles <laughs> that were worn and piles that were clean to just go back in the wardrobe and it turns out I didn't wear any clothes on holiday <laughs> I just wore bikinis and I ran round completely utterly basically naked in my little bikinis um the entire time and good people were you. just like fuck it lol yeah but I was good. like it's great so for the environment good. less washing to be done Let's wash so it. You're saving the planet, really, with your nudity. Let's just get naked. Like, I mean, consensually, let's just get naked. <laughs> <laughs> and just have a good time. Because you can't, you can't argue with yourself then. You can't edit a mirror. You can't edit what you see in the mirror. So just sit and look and spend time with mm. yourself. Like, mm. I'm one of those person who looks at her reflection in every reflective thing she walks past. I definitely <laughs> get that from my mother. But also, <laughs> like, I'm, I think people, like you just said, are scared to spend time with themselves naked. Yeah, So definitely. just strip off. Just mm-hmm. take it off. Like, it's all... I 
mean, we have to wear clothes sometimes, obviously, but just take it off. When you're yeah. in the no, when you're in the comfort of your own home and it's just you and your mirror, like honestly, there's no one around to say anything. No one can even see you. So you just need to start with that. Get naked. Start thanking yourself for what your body can do. Next step, get naked. Next step, when you're comfortable with seeing your nakedness, take pictures of your nakedness that are not before and after pictures that are just I'm hot as fuck pictures. And then if you're feeling spicy, you can send them to people. (laughs) (laughs) Just in your group chat. I mean, me and the girls, I mean, we're a close-knit group of friends. But um, we send each other nudes in the group chat all the time just to hype each other up. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that. One of my friends says that she always does that with one of her mates. They always send pictures of each other's tits to each other. And I'm like, wow, me and my mates never do that. I always get my tits out on house party with the girls. I'm like, wait, (laughs) it's just just a fun thing to do. Just (laughs) literally. I love that. I hope you lock the room before that happens. (laughs) Oh oh my God. Do you know what though? What? I mean, my tits weren't out, but one time we didn't lock the room and all these men men came in in, and we were like, they were like, they're your friends, Meg. I was like, I don't know how they are here. <laughs> I don't know who these men are. Get out the room. Throw back to lockdown one. Um, I know. I mean, everyone in lockdown, if you're wearing clothes in the house every day, you know, good for you. I mean, some people, you know, have to get dressed up and to focus. And I sometimes do that. But yeah, take a that. couple of days, couple, take a day a week just to walk around naked like what what harms are gonna do as long as you're not on like video call with your customers or anything just yeah you gotta be careful spend of that. time yeah i mean we don't want any cyber flashing going my, on my boyfriend's constantly on like zooms at work so and i always like creep past in my pajamas with my bowl of cocoa pops like oh don't mind me <laughs> <laughs> at least we're in pajamas i mean <laughs> yeah exactly you messaged me recently we had like a workman round like earlier in the year he was like there's the builders are here so don't come down in your knickers so I was like oh thanks (laughs) (laughs) but no I I just I feel like little sets of the time we can save the world and our relationships with our bodies if everybody loved themselves the world would be such a better place if everyone loved themselves as much as I love me then Mm. we'd all be happier and that's sort of the aim just to we're here for a good time not a long time and that's all I've got to say I love that my niece says that all the time it's so funny we went to Ibiza and she said it constantly like literally every five minutes when when she was drunk um I agree and I think like <laughs> my my sort of final thought would be like the place I'm at now I would advise everyone to just like find the lifestyle that suits you and makes you happy mm. so you know eat in the way that makes you happy and doesn't make you miserable exercise in the way that makes you happy and doesn't make you miserable um my counselor told me a great thing actually to change the word rules to guidelines, which I, so I'm like, okay, I have guidelines now where like, yeah, I'll try and exercise three times a week or whatever, but I won't call them rules. And it's amazing how just changing that language changes the way you feel about it. Mm. It feels less like a punishment. And then, you know, whatever your size is at the end, when you're doing that, when you're eating, how that makes you feel happy and your exercise that makes you feel happy, whatever the end result of that is in terms of your size, accept that because that is your happy 
that is your happy size that is the life you want to live you don't want to punish yourself you don't want to exercise more than that you don't want to eat less than that so accept that dress in a way that makes you feel good about yourself and makes you feel comfortable oh yeah follow, follow people on social media of all different shapes and sizes so you don't feel like you've got to fit into one and, and ban diet talk people. and unfollow anyone that makes you feel shit yeah that makes you feel shit and, and ban, ban diet talk if anyone starts saying to you like oh i'm on this diet i'm on that diet just you can you can say i don't like to talk about diet. i've had an eating disorder diet talk about diet is okay if we talk about something else or you can literally educate them and say look don't go on a diet think about you know do this instead but you know just ban that talk that we always seem to have as women in a situation where there's women in a group which really upsets me of constant diet talk about what diet everyone's on and how everyone's losing weight for the holiday and what's yeah. going on and oh these jeans didn't fit me today it, it depresses me like ban that and yeah that 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 is the that is where i'm at now with my body and it's it's so much happier and stress much more stress-free good and that's really the aim of the game i mean 2020 has been life-changing in a lot of different ways but it certainly helped me create a a better relationship with myself and a better relationship with my body i understand that my body looks different every single day it's not going to be consistently the same size i understand that it's allowed to fluctuate and look different every day every week or whatever i've said it before and i'll say it again us as women we only really have one happy womb week a week uh, a month even so <laughs> we shouldn't literally be looking at ourselves every day and being like oh my god my stomach looks big today well there's probably something happening you know inside Hormonally. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, fair, our but... stomachs are always trying to make a baby as a women. Like exactly, you know, and that, then they a get part angry. of our body is always trying. It's on a constant cycle of trying to make a child. So yeah, but there was a, um, a... there was a post that went around on social media earlier this year. I remember it so vividly because women are always are trying to achieve that flat stomach, and then everyone would be like, "Oh, I've got this little pouch at the bottom of my stomach," mm. and it was only like recently released to the world that people were like you do realize that's your actual womb yeah it's go i saw that it's like you you have a fatty bit that protects your womb that needs to be there yeah so don't try get rid of that because that's bad news anyway so we we're just trying to fight the world for a more body positive place and that that's my goal i mean your journey is incredible and you're doing incredible things um everyone needs to go and check out your psychology's article about our relationship with our bodies her name is katie thistleton if you didn't hear me scream it before we started this <laughs> um and also you know, watch our Psychologies Live. It's on their Instagram, IGTV. It's there, shining away. Still can't believe my face is on Psychologies Magazine. <laughs> Still can't believe this has happened. I mean, we could go on and on and on and talk for we days. We really could. I think this is probably the longest podcast episode. It is definitely the longest <laughs> podcast episode today. Um, but we, I did We can give both them talk one. for England, so I know. it's not surprising. I didn't give them one last week, so I'm sure their listeners will be happy. And um, we've given, you know, such strong advice. And I just hope closing this now, like whoever listens to this, my inbox is always open. My screen time says I'm on my phone 12 hours a day. It's not a lie. Like literally message <laughs> me 
I've got nothing else to do at the moment. So pop me a message and, and have a chat if you ever need to. But also just take the steps, you know, take the leap. Get naked. Unfollow people that make you feel like shit. Follow the people that make you feel good. Listen to various podcasts and watch body positive people be happy because it is it is possible. I mean, don't go watching any triggering documentaries and just just live your life live your best lives agreed thank you so much for having me on meg it's been oh, great fun thank you for coming <laughs> on this is it now like this is it this is the end of the podcast no, i'm joking um, it's, it's, um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on i can't fathom it quite just yet but i am so grateful for you and your amazing thoughts and just helping the people today with their with their body positive body loving goodness thank you meg you're welcome <laughs> so i will you will hear me all next week on episode nine i think it is now but i love you all take care bye